handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Clearly, don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Righteous Prick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is Sunday, the Lord's Day, August 7th, in the year of aforementioned Lord, 2022. It's 12.03 p.m. I have uh, finished my uh, dried forest feces. You may call them walnuts. I call them by their real name, not their slave name, walnuts. Um, ate some dark chocolate, treating myself, went to Sunday services this morning, received communion, the Lord, a lot of Lord talk here. I should be playing that song by Lord, uh, or Lords, what's it, um, whatever, that dreary bitch before Billie Eilish came in with her even drearier bitch attitude and blew her out of the water with her vocal and... She's over 18, right? Chest cannons. <laughs> Vocal and chest cannons. Title? No, not really. That's stupid. Um, Royals. That was the name of it. Royals. See, I knew if I keep letting it... Uh, it must be tough for lords, right? You have this like huge hit song. It's like, oh, like brunette, dreary, white bitch is so in right now. And then Billie Eilish comes in with her brother just creating hit after hit and being like, I own the goth dreary bitch category okay bye lords it's billy time oh and by the way i'm also developing quite the rack that's gonna also entice a certain demographic and you know what that demo is over 40 male podcasters okay and they have a lot of disposable income so back up bitch i'm the royal signed billy also one of the things i always find weird now i i don't have a sister um but uh I would, I would imagine, I don't know. I would, maybe it's the homeschooling, maybe it's just a different generation, but when Phineas, the Larry David to Billie Eilish's Jerry Seinfeld, is making all these beats and just sitting in their room or their studio with his sister, it's like, 
Okay, that line where you're talking about going down on a guy in a theater, let's just, let's tweak that a little bit, okay? Boom, 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 boom. I know it, it's not exactly that, but she's talking about getting down on her knees and whatnot. I know I was confusing it a little with Alanis Morissette, but you get my point. There's oral sex references. There's I'll sleep with your dad references. And her brother, her, produ- her older brother. So you'd think there might be, I mean, even though maybe he's shunned the patriarchy, maybe there'd be a little bit of a vibe of like, um, I'd like to work with you on the songs that don't involve you sucking dick or fucking older men. Is that cool? Because I feel like as your brother, as your producer, I'm loving it. As your collaborator, let's drop this this these fire tracks, Billy. As your older brother, though, I'm sort of thinking, um, should I be stepping in here? Like, should the dads of your friends be into you? Should you be wearing out your knees for the guy that you're is this about the guy that i didn't like by the way should i be going to talk to like is this just fiction or did you like is this guy is this real if i can just take off producer hat and put on brother hat for a second is that i don't know but i don't have a sister so i don't know maybe that's just my old-fashioned way of thinking but anyway good talk about pot look at me being relevant kids (laughs) um I have been watching so many things recently, so we're going to get into a lot of fun reviews. But I want to talk about domestic violence real quickly to start off the show. Um, in my apartment, there's a weird, a weird glitch that if I open up our water closet, I can hear not the apartment above me, but like the apartment diagonal to me. And there are a couple of couples in this, in this apartment building that have some domestic strife. I, I don't think hands get thrown. Okay, that's where that's where JL steps in, especially if the woman is hot. No, that's inappropriate to say. I know, guys. It's I'm a comedian. I know that's a little over the line, but let's be honest. You, you know, you know. Sometimes you want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, I'm not going to go there. But you know where I'm think what I'm thinking, right? Hot women. You jump in a little quicker to save them because you think maybe there'll be some fringe benefits on the back end. Or at least if you see an ugly woman getting domestically assaulted, if there's a hot woman watching. And you step in, like maybe you can get that, but that would have been a joke and an inappropriate one. And I apologize to all, all victims, all survivors. Okay, not victims, survivors. Um, I don't know if I get shot. I'm not calling myself a survivor. If I got railed in the ass um, against my will, of course, uh, consensually, totally fine. But against my will, I would probably call myself a victim. I'd be like, no, I'm I'm a victim. Like, you know. Law and order, they don't say in our criminal justice system there are criminals and there are survivors. Um, (laughs) But uh, Survivor, though, good songs, okay? Eye of the Tiger and very underrated Burning Heart off the Rocky IV soundtrack. Tea break, anti-inflammatories. I'm cramming all the anti-inflammatories into my diet. I actually am. I have an avocado strapped to my taint right now, hoping through osmosis to increase the anti-inflammatory um, qualities that I need because my knees are creaky. I'm feeling very old. Um, this is the par- price you pay for being a gigolo. Alea, rico, suave. Sorry, when I say the phrase, that's the price you pay, my mind, just like if somebody said to you, stop, you might think, collaborate and listen. And this is, this is a made, you know, this is a Gary Goldman line, but it's also true. Or you'd think hammer time if you're of a certain age. But when I say that's the price you pay, I think of Gerardo, an artist much like myself, ahead of his time. 
He was like eight years too quick bringing Latin flavor to popular culture, popular music. He was doing ra- he was a Latin rapper, very attractive, and nobody was buying it except for sixth grade JL, who was doing a lot of impressions of Gerardo at the time. It was Gerardo and Jean Claude Van Damme. Those were my forays into mimicry, guys. So you, you need if you want to know JL Covan the artist, you've got to do your homework and know Gerardo. Okay, but um, he was just too early. Because eight years later, here comes Ricky Martin and, 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 and Mark Anthony. And I don't know if I've told you guys the Mark Anthony story. But it was, I come, I miss the days when I worked out at the Riverdale Y. It was a YH, YHM dash WA. Like they were really, they were giving you, men, it was no longer a men's association. It was a men's and women's association. But the H was for Hebrew. Um, instead of Christian. Um, and I went there because I'm tolerant. And because when you're a teenager, you don't mind seeing a bunch of busty Jewish chicks working out. You know, that's totally cool by me. Like, you know, when it comes to sports bras, I don't see religion. Okay, I leave faith. I believe in separation of breast and church. <laughs> Oh, that's good, guys. You can tell I'm in a good mood. I don't know why. I think it's because I had a ton of sugar last night. I ate at a pizza place in Montclair, New Jersey that I absolutely love, and I'm afraid it's going to close because there's almost nobody ever in there. But it's like, for New Yorkers, it's like Patsy's, but I actually like it better than Patsy's. But it's just a great sort of high-end brick oven pizza type place. It's like, it used to be called like Fiorella. I don't know, some Italian shit, but it's like Fiomella's is the name of it. It's so delicious. And there was only one other table in there of four people. So I like the privacy of it. But of course, the problem there is if it closes down, I'll no longer have it. So I have to I have to boost it any way I can. But uh, why did I bring that up? I'm doing it again, guys. I'm having brain farts. I've just been spilling all sorts of genius, and now I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Fugue state, tea break. Oh, that avocado in the tank, though. It's really starting to seep in. I'm feeling my joints get less inflamed. Um, I just went on so many tangents, guys. I apologize. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. But um, separation of... This all started, by the way, about talking about my Latin neighbor's domestic violence potential. Um, so we really went off on like eight degrees. So I will bring it back there. But inflammation and separation of the YMHA. Oh, yeah, Mark Anthony. So there was, but I miss working. Like I liked working out at that neighborhood gym. And it was a different time before people were filming themselves on their cell phones working out. And, and people talk to each other. Like if you saw somebody three or four times a week at the gym, you just, you just talk to them, whether they were old guys or, or young dudes, and there were these two guys, and I, I, I want to say, they were, and you got to be very careful, but I can't, I don't know if they were Dominican or Puerto Rican, but I think they were Puerto Rican. But it was very funny, because there was one guy who was a little more buff, he was very nice, but he didn't say as much, and then the guy who was less buff, his buddy, who was like his workout partner, he was more, much more talkative, he was, he was, you know, and... I just remember it was the summer, so I'm like 20 years old, and, and La Vida Loca is out, 20 or 21, and it's playing on the radio, and I remember the, the guy, the, the, the more talkative one, just coming up to me and saying, everybody's going crazy. Like, he was letting me into the Latin world. Like, he was giving me a preview. 
And he goes, everybody's going crazy for Ricky Martin. Let me tell you something. When the king of salsa, Mark Anthony, shows up and does the crossover, it's over for other Latin artists. And I, I was like, okay. Now, it was right in that Mark Anthony did do the crossover. And like a year or two later, you know, I need to know, which is a clearly better song than anything Ricky Martin put out. But, you know, like Mark Anthony, obviously iconic in the Latin music world, because I mean, otherwise, how do you explain J-Lo going to him? You know, unless she has some sort of he's a legend in my community kind of extra love for him because he looks like a skinny little bug. But if he has that charisma and that legend status, that would explain why she would have gone to, to Mark Anthony. Um, but if she's ever looking for a, you know, a middle class man's Ben Affleck. Hello, J-Lo. I have no problem being husband number 13. Um, but uh, yeah, that's why I brought up the YMCA. This is a weird, this is going everywhere. But uh, yeah, separation of bra and church. Uh, is Breston Church. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that is a really good title. I'm going to try and remember it. By the way, if you guys haven't noticed, usually I forget. I will say that every episode and then half the time forget what the fuck I wanted to title the episode. But that's how you know I'm just in the moment, guys. I'm, I'm living for today. I'm podcasting for today. Um, so, inflammation, Latin, rap, Gerardo ahead of his time, much like myself. We're doing a little rewind. And um, so that brings us back to domestic violence, guys, with the topic I wanted to start the podcast with. So in this little weird thing in my apartment, the water closet, I get sound from uh, like diagonal. okay, and like above me to the right, you know, like the JFK shooter um, or whatever it was he said in JFK. If you saw the movie, you get what I'm referencing. If not, let's move on. And for the last like. I want to say 10 months, there have been the occasional sporadic fight. Now, on my floor, there is a, a couple. Um, there's many couples, but there is a, a black couple. The cops were called once. They seem to have mellowed out, but they would have some really hardcore fights. And I mean, you're hearing things in the hallway. Um, my favorite defense, my favorite defense was, A, when I heard her saying, I pay all the fucking bills. And I feel like that's a good argument. If you're asking somebody to conduct themselves in a faithful and honorable way in your relationship, I feel like paying for everything, man or woman, is, is, is you're entitled to expect a certain amount of respect and uh, courtesy if you pay for everything. Um, and I remember hearing him at one, during one of their fights. Now that things have mellowed out, maybe the calling the cops was the wake up call. Uh, maybe not. Maybe they just, uh, you know, he sometimes smells of, of, of marijuana. Um, and maybe that's helping whatever, whatever, Hey, Hey, they, they obviously love each other and, and, you know, never got violent. Although sometimes it sounded like it was scary enough to go there, but if it didn't get violent, people are entitled. I believe in free speech guys. I don't do cancel culture just because you're arguing with your, your significant other. But I remember hearing him one time when I was walking by, um, say something to the effect of, basically made a defense of fucking another woman because it's like, we're not even, we're, I don't even care about her like that. And I was like, well, that's gotta be great. That if you can, if you can make that argument with a straight face to, if you can confess cheating with indignity, like it wasn't like he was like, she means nothing to me, baby. It was like, that bitch doesn't even mean anything to me. Like, why are you getting so upset? I obviously don't love that hoe. 
And I was like, wow, that's, I mean, that's confidence. That is confidence to just sort of like be like, why are you getting so mad just because I violated the sanctity of our monogamous relationship? So now I'm going to get into some stereotypes because I was hearing the music. I couldn't figure out. It wasn't my upstairs neighbors. I, I knew that, that were fighting because I'd hear these loud fights coming through the water closet. Very weird, very weird glitch in the building. But for a while, I would hear R&B music playing loudly. Like, in other words, it was almost like their speaker was near wherever this glitch in the my building matrix is, where music seeps through or sound seeps through. It sounded like my phone was playing music. It was that loud and clear. Like, it didn't sound like my TV or stereo, but it sounded like my phone was playing music because I could identify, like, the songs and stuff, and it was R&B, and I thought, this is where I kind of stereotyped. I said, because I would hear fights, and then I would hear R&B music. I was like, am I getting, like, the sound from my neighbor, like, three doors down? Like, the the, the, the Ike and Tina couple? Am I getting... Now, that's unfair, because obviously Ike was a lot worse than verbal. But yeah, I'm just using it as a shorthand for the humor. And I was like, R&B and arguments? Well, that's got to be the black couple three, three doors down. And... Although there are several black couples, but, you know, the black couple I'm referring to in this story. And it wasn't, guys. I was stereotyping because other people can like R&B music, too. And it turns out Latin couples can like R&B music. How about that? And uh, I finally, I, I could never tell. I never heard the man's voice. But I heard a woman's voice that can only be described as... The fury and passion of a hundred South Bronx women. Just laugh. Like, I, I couldn't, and I couldn't peg who it was because I was like, I couldn't tell. I, I genuinely didn't know anything about the couple. I was like, is it a, is it a lesbian couple? Is it a man? Because I never heard the other voice, which makes you think that it was probably either a lower register or just silence. So that would indicate that it was a man, but I had no idea anything about the couple. But every few months, you're a fucking alcoholic. You're a fucking alcoholic. Fuck you. Get out. What? And But it was like not, it wasn't like I fear for her. Like she was the aggressor. She might have been justified, but it was, you know. And as somebody who grew up in a house where I heard probably 3.2 fights like that per week for a stretch of about seven years. Um... You know, just like I, when I saw the movie Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach, my favorite movie of his by far because I didn't really like any of his other movies. I loved Marriage Story because it felt so comfortable. Like I thought I saw people going, man, those fights were intense. I was like, oh, those fights are pretty much par for the course. Like I felt seen. I felt like that movie represented well. Like I, it didn't take me to a scary place. I was chuckling half the movie, not because it was funny, but because it was so familiar. I was I felt so familiar watching Marriage Story that I was like... <laughs> this is like a like a cookie and milk to me. And I wish I was exaggerating, but that's how it felt. And um, the so anyway, this couple, they have their sporadic fights. And the, but then I finally figured out who it was, guys, yesterday. Uh, not yes. Yes, yesterday. Jesus Christ. Yesterday morning at I wake up early, rise and shine um, at uh, about five to six a.m. I'm hearing a loud fight through the water closet. Through the Water Closet is also a, a very possible episode title since I've already forgotten. No, Separation of Breast and Church. Um, now, this is a hardcore fight. Still her, but she is, 
Now she's not even on the alcoholism. She is just like she's ready to end the relationship. And then she drops some clues. So I, I know it's a Latin woman. But then she said something about being pregnant. And she mentioned her daughter. And she said as she was screaming, I heard her say, why are you even here? Now, it wasn't a why are you even here like you're not invited. It was like, do you want to even be in this relationship? And you got to think, any fight that's at a, an 11 at 6 a.m. on a Saturday has to be you came home smelling like glitter, cum, and perfume. That's, I mean, that's got to be it, right? Like there's no, how do you get up at 6 a.m.? And, and why aren't you doing CrossFit with the early people? If you've got that kind of energy at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. But it was more of a why are you here? Like, why are you in this relationship? And I feel like I heard her say at one point something to the effect of, do you even love me? Do you? And it got quiet for a second. I guess that's when he was speaking. Because then it got loud again. And it was like, do you know how traumatic this is for my daughter to hear that her mother's partner, whatever, husband... So I don't know if the daughter is from a different relationship or if she was just claiming the daughter, if she was like, you know, sort of setting up lines for, you know. Um, You know how traumatic that must be for her to hear that? And I was like, "Uh, it's not my business, but uh, you know what else is probably traumatic? Getting woken up at 6 a.m. Instead of Saturday morning cartoons, uh, you're listening to this at six or seven years old that's traumatic as well i'm guessing in this case the cure may be worse than the disease him stepping out probably not affecting your daughter's life too much i'm pretty sure your daughter is like dad why do you smell like the go-go club (laughs) um or stepdad i don't know uh, or maybe just uh, first name basis. Maybe they're modern. Maybe they maybe they're emulating modern whites and saying, Miguel, why are you? Why do you smell like, like like lady juices? <laughs> so I'm hearing this, and it's go. I mean, it is just. And then my upstairs neighbors, who've been great, ever since the the fat family moved out, the fat pound the ground like their fucking Duke defense, just hitting the ground every possession. These people have been great, but I could tell. They must be neighbors with these folks because there was like pounding and then I heard like a door. and I, So I don't know if they were weighing, do we complain or do we call the cops? I couldn't identify. I was going to call the cops simply because I was like, this is a disturbance and this is pretty volatile. And but I, I don't know how to say like uh, there is a domestic disturbance somewhere in my building. Like because then you just have cops like roaming the hallways. Yeah, anyway, it seemed to be resolved. Um, this morning I heard his voice. There was no big fight, but obviously they like to do their best communicating between the hours of 5.30 a.m. and 7 a.m. on the weekends. Weird. But uh, the, the reason I bring this up is uh, several weeks or months ago I had an episode that was very well received where I basically talked about, I think people just don't like me, was basically the thesis of the episode. And I said, and for different reasons. Like, if you hate tall people, like I'm the emblem of everything you hate. If you hate cops, I look like a cop. I never look like a cop to people who love cops. I'm never getting a Blue Lives Matter blowjob backstage. But I'm always getting wariness or like, look at this fucking pig kind of looks. from, And not just from people of color, from everybody. Just if you don't like cops, you will think I'm a cop. But 
one couple I mentioned was a nice looking, you know, she's, she is, uh, if, if it's them, I should say this, if it's them, but the clues in terms of daughter, pregnancy, partner, Latin, like I see most people in my building and that, that is the only, the only people I'm aware of that meet that criteria and they've lived here, you know, obviously these fights have been going on for like seven, eight months. So, um, she's very attractive. Um, and they both would just kind of dead eye me or mean mug me in the theater and I, in the movie, in the theater, right in the elevator. And I was always just like, okay, like, I, like obviously you guys hate me for you know you hate me because you ain't me, shorties. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently maybe they just they have a lot of hate, and it just can't be contained to just them. So when the tall guy, the tall pig walks in the elevator, they're like this fucking. St- stretched out fucking five oh fuck him he's probably gonna come and knock on our door one day when we're having a, a discussion at 5 30 a.m but that was a fun way to wake up on a saturday morning i just like the fact that i'm i'm like neighborhood watch through my water closet it's pretty fun i just expected more peace at 6 a.m on a saturday like i was just mad i'm like why am i up and i'm like oh i'm up so i could bear witness to this and that's why you know, maybe that's, I mean, that's, I feel, I feel like, I don't know. I think the, the, the woman is probably wrong, but I'm also, you know, hey, that's, that's the price you pay for being a gigolo. Ale, rico suave. Call back. Um, no, but you know, I want to tell her, I'm like, ma'am, I don't know if you know this, but you're, you know, you're obviously an attractive, hot-blooded Latin woman. And I, I hate to tell you this, but if you keep this up, you know, some people are going to start to think that Latin women are sort of sexy, crazy, hot-tempered people. And I would never want that stereotype to get started, okay? Because once the stereotype develops, it gets very hard to shake. So if you could just stop what you're doing right now, because at some point people are going to think, oh, these hot, all these hot Latin women, they're all so hot-blooded and explosive. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, you're going to have comedians knocking on your door asking for for dates because it's like, well, you know, Latin women seem to have the same vibe as anger management issue, bitter comedians. And you never want your demo to have a default description mirroring that of sad, angry, bitter comedian. You want to do better than that. So, so don't do that, ma'am. Don't, don't, don't start, don't begin this stereotype because, because it's one I've never heard before. So just don't do it. Okay. Just calm down. Uh, you know, have your second child and, uh, you know, find some peace and some happiness because the kids will need that. Okay. It's going to be tough enough when, you know, their hot mom is just showing up to parent teacher conferences and other parents are being inappropriate. So you're going to really need to control that anger because it's not going to get any better, okay? And uh, we should also get this water closet looked at because apparently it's a fucking portal into domestic issues. Um, like, I feel like the fu- the Doctor Strange of fucking domestic violence. I, like, click my, click my wrists and open up the water closet and I can enter any fucking domestic dispute that I want to in the building. Um, anyway, guys, not afraid of making long stories out of domestic violence. Oh, that was like an auto-tune, Ron Reagan. 
Blame it on the alcohol. Guys, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm thinking this is one of my favorite episodes ever already. Only two more episodes in Better Call Saul. Is it better than Breaking Bad? Stay tuned for the answer right now. No, not even close. Uh, guys, I've been watching a lot of content. Okay. And two movies I watched yesterday. I watched two movies yesterday, guys. I had to, because this weekend, I was supposed to be attending a barbecue today. It's the second time I've had to cancel on this individual. He has some periodic summer barbecues because the law firm called Friday night and was like, we need all hands on deck for this high profile matter with a deadline. And I said, not afraid of having no personal life to keep my day job. So I worked uh, an eight hour day yesterday from the home office, but I sandwiched those eight hours of work in between um, beating off to a Latino couple having a domestic dispute. Oh, did I not mention that I was also masturbating when that happened? Well, okay, fine. Full full disclosure. I was like, God, I love angry. Because like, I had I, I, I had a, uh, um, I had a girlfriend in my twenties who was Latin, and one of the great one of the great experiences I remember. We were supposed to meet up before I took I think a road trip or went somewhere for the weekend. I might have been going to see my brother in D.C. Something, and we were just supposed to meet up for like a quick bite to eat before I was gone for the weekend. And we got our, you know, this is like, you know, one cell phone was dead. The other one wasn't getting reception. And this is like 06. And I remember we were trying to meet quickly just to say bye. And, and we, we, we finally did meet briefly. But it was, you know, instead of like getting a meal, it was just like, bye, I love you. Bye, bye, and she was so mad. And I was like, oh, I love that. I love that she's furious right now. Because it was really just fury at not being able to see me, which is actually a compliment. And I'm okay if your heart's in the right place and it just arouses anger, it arouses other things in me. So I was like, and I just looked at her, I was like, you're just mad because we could. She was like, what the fuck took you so long? And I was like, yeah, this is this is fucked up. Sorry. And I was like, you're just mad because we couldn't hang out longer, right? And she's like, yes. And I was like, oh, love you. Bye. Fuck you after the weekend. <laughs> Um, this is really just, you know, a few weeks ago we did a powerful tribute to to horrific conservative women that I would have sex with if nobody uh, could ever find out. And uh, congratulations again, Liz Cheney, on, on securing that title. Um, but I've been I've been I've been alerted to uh, Tudor Dixon, in, uh, which is a great I mean, that's a great porn name. Right. Um, in Michigan, who, uh, to be honest. You've got to be more attractive to me than the person you're the, the Democrat you're running against. And right now, when you combine the leather jacket and the good policies and that that stupid folksy accent of Gretchen Whitmer, I'm like, I think I'd rather fuck Gretchen Whitmer than Tudor Dixon. All things considered, secret or no secret. So step up your game, Tudor Dixon. OK, you know, a little a little more cleave, a little more just ah. I like to go to church and then take it in rear like the Lord intended. Give me some of that weird GOP hypocritical action if you wanna if you wanna like join the list. But right now I can't put you on the list, Tudor. Sorry, and I think your name is stupid. But uh, but yeah, it was a tribute to GOP women, and now this is a, a bizarre, misogynistic, but deeply appreciative and lived experience tribute to Latin women. So thank you. To all my Latina listener, I don't even know if one of you is out there, but if you are, you are seen, 
you are, uh, well, I'll leave it at seen because the next, you are obscene in my mind and you are seen. How about that? <laughs> it's, I'm just, these are all jokes, guys. Don't cancel me. But a quick update on Patreon. I've been a little, la- I haven't been lax. I, I keep, I always feel like if I'm not putting something out every like four days, I'm, I'm like cheating my customers, my fans, but I've, I've been very good. I've been very prolific, but with the day job work this weekend, and as soon as I'm done recording this, I got to log in another four or five hours on the day job today. Um, but that, that's just sort of obviously weekends are a good time to crank out some content. And, uh, so the Dave Chappelle Pinocchio special is being filmed tomorrow as of, as a, uh, so that's August 8th. So by the end of the week, Patreon will have access to the Dave Chappelle Pinocchio special, which is going to be like me going on for like 15 minutes about Pinocchio. It's trust me, I have mapped it out in my head. I haven't written it out because I want to keep that free flow energy, but it's, uh, it's going to be hilarious if, if you enjoy my comedy and or my Chappelle impression. Um, then Tuesday filming a, or this week, I should say, finally filming. We came up with a recipe thanks to help from the righteous girlfriend um, with uh, a, a recipe for the first episode of cooking with Mitch McConnell. So that will be filmed this week. And then I assume hopefully out the week of the 14th for Patreon only. The Chappelle will be early for Patreon. You'll get like a week by yourselves with it. And then I'll release it to the general public. And uh, But the Mitch McConnell cooking will be an exclusive. Um, then a bonus episode at some point. And then on the 31st will be our live hangout. The 31st, which is a Wednesday that night around either 8 or 9 Eastern. Uh, will be the live hangout. So if you haven't joined the Patreon, there's already a few months of stuff to catch up on. And I hope what I've just told you about will entice you. Oh, and, and of course, a new book review, The Ministry uh, for the Future. I will finally, it's, it's taken me a long time because I haven't had as much time to read as I usually get with all sorts of other things happening, day job work being the main culprit. But that review will be out mid-month. Um, I still have to get through about 250 pages, but um, uh, hopefully some of that will happen today. Uh, I'm enjoying the first half. Now it's time for the second half of the book. Uh, I wanted that out earlier, but things got in the way. So, of course, there will also be a book review uh, um, uh, for the book. Uh, so, you know, a, a, a good standard month of content uh, for you that I can be proud of and you can enjoy. So please join now, even if it's just for a month, to give it a try. But I think you will like it. Uh, I think you'll like it a lot. There's already, there's, like I said, there's already like three months of exclusive videos, book reviews, and podcasts uh, to catch up on if you're a fan of mine. So so join. Join now. I'd like to get to 100. My goal was 200. I think that will, a lot will depend on whether the special blows up. And then if I become one of those people who just all of a sudden has like 8,000 Patreon subscribers, that would be lovely. But 200 was my real goal, and I don't think I'm going to get anywhere close. But I'm, I'm on the cusp of 100, and that would be cool. But I'm not, like I said... Not doing this just for numbers and for support. You know, I want to make good stuff for fans of my comedy. So I hope you listen, watch, and enjoy it and, and, and join. And if you can't or don't, that's okay. You're listening to this. That's better than nothing. Barely. No, not barely. You are appreciated. Dear Mama. Tupac. But now let's get to some reviews and get the fuck out of here. Because I think I've done enough damage, uh, potentially, either humor. I've either had the greatest episode of my life or I'm going to get murdered slash canceled. Possibly at the same time. Because murder is the ultimate cancel culture, isn't it? Anyway. um, So, for Rotten uh, Oranges, which is the Donald Trump movie review show for the Making Podcast Great Again Patreon, 
I reviewed two films. I watched two films yesterday. That was the aforementioned work sandwich I was referring to. Um, I watched Lightyear, the Disney, uh, the Disney Pixar money grab to make a quick, mildly nonsensical movie that was better than I expected. I'll be honest about that. Um, but it was very money grabby and, and not great. Pixar should really hold themselves to a higher standard, but I feel like they've really abandoned that higher standard. Um, so far, it seems that Coco and Toy Story 4 are, I mean, we're going on like four years, I think, since since those. Um, five and four years, respectively. Those, are, those seem to be the last great ones, I think. Um, which is sad, because they used to just do nothing but great ones. But Lightyear exceeded my expectations, I will say that. I would say it was like a B minus, but I really was expecting to hate it. And uh, but there was one plot point in the middle, just where they explain basically the villain and the hero in a scene together, where it's like, but how? I still don't know how. I don't want to spoil it for you if you're going to watch it on Disney Plus, which to me was the ideal way to watch it. I spent no money. Um, I could validate it by saying, well, I'm I'm watching this for my podcast community, um, but. It wasn't bad. I will give it that. I really thought it was going to be worse than it was. But it still was like, it's Toy Story. It's your iconic, impeccable franchise. And you just sort of tried to make a, what if we do an offshoot? Like, and the, uh, I'm more annoyed. Like Toy Story 4, I was annoyed that they were making Toy Story 4. But then you know what they did? They made an A+. So it was like, okay, can't be mad anymore. Because you absolutely delivered the greatness. But this one is not great. It's like barely good, but it's not bad. Um, but I, I finished it and was like, okay, I, I don't feel like I wasted my time. So that's, that's as good as I could have hoped for, for Lightyear. Um, and the, the review by Trump, I think, is very funny. So if you are a Making Podcast Great Again fan and you are a Patreon person, be sure to check that out. And if you're not a Patreon person of that show and you do like it, uh, consider joining there. It's a, it's a little more expensive than my Patreon, but you know, I think they're both worth joining. Um, and obviously one of them, a hundred percent of the proceeds go to me and the other one, not a hundred percent of the proceeds go to me, but whatever guys, you do you. Uh, and then the second movie I watched with, uh, I went out for that aforementioned delicious pizza. Uh, God, it was so, it was so good. Um, we got half sausage, uh, I usually get plain cause I'm a plain piece of shit, but I got, I said, let me try their toppings. So saw, so, oh my God, it was so good. The salad was delicious. The pizza was so fresh and delicious. And I was just like, please stay. Please don't close. Because it's not the type of place. It's a type of place I go like once a month. You know? But I need it to stay open. And let me tell you something. It's on my list of places to boost. If Half Blackface comes out and is a miracle of miracles, a, a cultural phenomenon, if it's if it's Nanette with jokes... Um, that's going to be one of those places that I like boost where like if somebody wants to interview me, I'm like, interview me here so we can mention it as like one of my favorite haunts in Montclair. Just because then people go, oh, you know, Jill, the comedian slash uh, genius, he prefers his pizza from here. Wow. We should all go. Let's go to that pizza place. And then I will have ruined it. I will have saved it. Christ-like, I will have sacrificed my own enjoyment of a quiet restaurant to save it. Okay. And they will call me the Jesus Christ of Montclair, and I think that will be an appropriate moniker. He saves, he came not to be served, but to serve, okay? So now I cannot be served my pizza anymore, but others may be. You're welcome. But 
God, it was so good. And it's it's always it was my we had ordered delivery from the place twice, and the first time we got delivery, it was like mediocre. But I was like, this is not even a pizza. I I, I got delivery to like support the place, but I was like, this kind of pizza, I don't want delivered. I want to eat in house. But the second time we ordered it, we gave it another chance, and it was good. But in house, A plus delivery, B plus. So good enough, but it's just like I just need to make a point to go there at least once a month for like a nice nice pizza restaurant night out. But after we got home, we flipped on uh, – I did a poll on Twitter on the Making Podcast Great Again account for which movies people want the president to review. And by one vote, they, them, the, the uh, horror movie uh, that had just gone up on Peacock yesterday beat out Prey, the Predator prequel – um, by one vote. So we watched They Them, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, bar none. Full stop. Whatever the fuck full stop means, full stop. I hate it when people say full stop. I don't know what it means. That's why I never use it, but I'm using it here ironically. One of the worst movies I've ever seen, full stop. They should have full stopped the green lighting of that movie. Um, Kevin Bacon lends it some legitimacy. So I was like, oh, Kevin Bacon's like the star of it. Okay, cool. And it's, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think the concept of it's basically a horror slasher movie that takes place at a uh, um, what's it called? The Mike Pence camps, conversion therapy camps for like gay and 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 there was uh, there were a couple of non-binary or there were a couple of trans, a non-binary, and everybody else was gay. So it's like a slasher movie um, about that. And I thought that's interesting. If they do, if they do it right, like you can make your political points, but you like you can make your points in a Jordan Peele fashion, or you can make your points in an irritating way. And to me, if you're making this movie and you want to make a point about an issue that's very big in the media, very, might be very near and dear personal to the people in the movie and the people writing the movie, then you gotta nail it. Like you can't do a shitty movie on this topic and they did a horrifically shitty movie it's weird it sucks god it was so disappoint it was so disappointing cuz i was like this movie is fucking garbage like i was just like this is not it's not scary it's not thrilling it, the social commentary is lacking like it was mi- it was it, it was missing everything like that it seemed to want to embody it was like a, a zero across the board it fucking sucked um and yeah very disappointing very disappointing um so i don't recommend it um but there was a scene i'm gonna sp- there's a scene midway through where that that song that sounds like it's by pink but it's not by pink where it's like you're fucking perfect like you know a fucking uh, it's like an edgy anthem it's an anthem ladies but we're saying fuck in the anthem because we're not taking anymore we're not doing that hillary clinton song which is a this is my fight song that was too fucking soft and that's why she won our feminist fight song fucking says fuck that's how you know it's gonna succeed bitches so they do like, it felt like something out of Glee. 
it was so out of place, but they're in their cabin and they're all uniting and, and like finding themselves and be like, you're fucking perfect. And they're, and I'm, I'm watching this going, if this were in an episode of Glee, it would get cut out for being too cringy and cheesy and shitty. And I just sat there and I said, if I wasn't reviewing this for the, the podcast, I would have turned it off. And I was right. Like it never gets better. It's, it's it's boring for the most part. The acting, and here's the thing, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to do this. I've made jokes before about the cast of Pose, okay? Fortunately, I think those episodes have been destroyed and can never be found. But where I said, you know, in a joking way, I said, you know, after season one of Pose, I gave up after like three episodes, and I said perhaps some of the cast could transition into acting classes. I thought that was a funny line, but obviously deeply offensive and uh, uh, I apologize and um, if anybody out there is an actor and trans you are talented you are great I'm sorry for ever questioning that you might have been a shitty actor um, you're not you're fucking perfect <laughs> excuse me sorry guys the green tea almost came up because of uh thinking about they them uh so that scene was horrific the movie's not good but some of the reviews i feel like they're trying to walk a line of like this is a bad movie but can we compliment it because it is providing opportunities to to actors of color uh non-binary actors etc and i was like no don't do that don't do that they're all like well while, while the cast is very competent the movie just doesn't deliver and i'm like don't give participation trophies. Let some of these actors know, maybe you need to go back to barista-ing. Okay? You know what? They're paying well. Starbucks will send you to Arizona State. They'll give you some tuition to the worst college on the co in the country, but it still counts. I think they're accredited. You know, 97% acceptance rate, so not everybody gets in. Just, you know, the occasional person gets rejected. So, um, yeah. Uh... Maybe just be honest and say, yeah, some of the performances are very weak. Some of the performances are good. Some of them are very bad. And overall, the movie is a horrific piece of shit that the trans community, the non-binary community, the LGBTQIA plus community should condemn this film. Mainly because you just don't want to be associated with an atrocious film. Like, it doesn't always have to be, uh, it was insensitive, it didn't represent. How about just saying, please don't share this movie because... We won't get more movies if you keep putting out horrific movies. Like, this movie's a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 13% audience score. Now, part of me feels like the audience score is probably bit, like, haters. Like, like people who haven't even seen the movie. Like, you know, concern, oh, they're doing a horror, they're doing a woke horror movie? Downvote. This isn't about that. I was happy to watch the movie because I thought, yeah, let's see some new stories. Let's see some new angles on the horror genre. Great. Like, I kind of was hoping for Jordan Peele-ish. Not as good as Get Out, obviously, but just something taking a different angle. This movie's so bad. It's so bad. And The Righteous Girlfriend never really registers like, that was terrible. She's just like, I don't know. It was okay. It wasn't that great. She was like, um... She was almost shocked at expressing a really negative opinion. She was like, uh... That was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen, I think. 
<laughs> and I was like, welcome to my world. Okay, welcome to... She, it was like unfamiliar territory to be a hater for her. She was like, I think that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I was like, it was. And I was like that Jack Nicholson anger management gif where he's like, mm, mm, mm. you know the one. Stop pretending like you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But she then I bring you to the final, I think the final review. Uh, I just started Yellow Jackets. I watched one episode before church today. That's how I do. Black coffee, dark drama, prayer. Okay, Mark Wahlberg, fuck your Instagram. That's how I begin the day. 5 a.m., listen to hot Latina berate her boyfriend who may or may not be cheating. 6 a.m., black coffee. 6.45 a.m., yellow jackets. 8.30, prayer. Noon, podcast. So anyway, um, we are watching The Bear on the recommendation of friend of the show, friend in real life, Chris Lamberth, who I feel like is taking some of my Better Call Saul shots personally. And, and as I said on the last episode or on the Patreon, my raw honesty can sometimes come off as, as mean, but it's really respect. It's respect. My lack of respect for people's praise of Better Call Saul is a sign of respect. Okay? That's how it should be taken. And I like Better Call Saul, but I won't, I won't stand for any... Breaking Bad diminishment. Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul drops two good episodes of like tension and it's like, is it better than Breaking Bad? And I go, you know what that was for Breaking Bad? A random Sunday in season three when Hank doesn't have his gun and gets attacked by the twins in the parking lot. Show me when Better Call Saul ever approached that episode. And that was just mid-season season three. How about when Walter White penultimate episode of season three gets out of his fucking Kia and the camera zooms in on him after he's run over a pair of drug dealers to save Jesse Pinkman and he just goes run black to credits how about the next episode the end of season three when, when Walter White by the way if you haven't seen Breaking Bad yet what are you doing what are you doing what are you no that I don't respect okay um, in the words of Don Corleone but if you haven't watched Breaking Bad by 2022. This I don't respect. And I'm going to blame some of the people listening to this podcast. When he, at the end of season three, you think he's dead to rights? I mean, my heart, Sundays for me. Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. The final two great shows of our era, I think. Not in terms of there aren't other great shows, but appointment viewing. Like my Sundays were like focused on Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. Like the way some people focus on football, I stand with Kaepernick, but the way other people focus on football is there. It was Breaking Bad, it was Game of Thrones, and now there's nothing in that spot anymore. Um, what I do enjoy The Boys. I do enjoy that on Fridays, The Boys would come out on Amazon Prime. So that's that's close Succession is very close to that, to be honest, mainly because of that theme song. I don't even know if I like Succession the show. I think they've just managed to put together like six characters that I love. Fuck off. I've actually started to walk around like, um, what's his name? Is it Ro No, Roman's the one guy I'm not a big fan of, Kieran Culkin, I think. Uh, what's his name? What's the main fucker's name on, um, on, on the old man? What's his name? God damn it, help me out. Cookie. Cookie Bear. What's the old guy on, on, on Succession? Fuck off. Um, that was Cookie doing her impression of... Bleh. 
um, way more, what's the, what's the, I don't want to look it up, guys. I don't want to have early onset dementia. What is his name? You're goddamn right. See how I turned it back into a Breaking Bad thing? Say my name. What's my name? Fuck off. I'm going crazy, I think, guys. I think that's why this, this episode is such hot flame emojis. Um, but Better Call Saul is a really good show. I like it. I'm a huge Bob Odenkirk fan. Uh, I could do a little less with this Rhea Seahorn praise. I mean, people are acting like she's fucking Meryl Streep, for Christ's sake. Very good performance, but, like, we're not watching prime Meryl Streep. Sorry. Sorry to break it to you, okay? Now, you watch Alex Borstein's monologue in season four of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's the best acting work I've seen. All due respect, as I said on my end, by the way, another Patreon plug. One of my most recent bonus episodes, a full Emmys uh, you get the I spill all the JL green tea on what I think of the Emmy nominations and who should win. And one spoiler, supporting actress in a comedy. For me, it's a two, it should be a two-person race. Janelle James, the hot newcomer in the comedy scene with her scene-stealing performance on Abbott Elementary. And Alex Borstein, for me, Alex Borstein in season four. She's won it twice, so she's probably not going to win again. But her monologue in whatever episode it was of season four is the greatest one of the greatest combinations if not the greatest of simultaneous drama and comedy i honestly have never seen it before where i am laughing and moved at the exact same time it is it is it's it's like my favorite acting that i've seen this year so far so i would give it to her i will accept janelle james of course because she's the best part of a very good new show and that would be well-deserved and, and well, uh, as I always say, I always kind of give my who I would pick and who I would accept as a good pick. For me, those are the two that should, that should be in contention and no one else. So if it's either one of them, I'm good. But I'm telling you, if you watch Mrs. Maisel and you haven't gotten to season four, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because it was like, I, I've never, I, I, I can't recall being moved and laughing simultaneously like that. It was just, it was masterclass shit. But if you want the full take, if you want all the green tea spilled, go listen, go join the Patreon and go listen to that Emmys episode. And while you're there, go listen to some other bonus episodes, go watch some bonus videos and uh, have, a, have a nice time and support your 95th favorite comedian, J.L. Covan. Um, but on Chris, we get back to Chris Lambert, friend in real life, friend of the show. Um, I, I, I'm not sure he, I, you know, I, I, maybe he just doesn't, maybe he just doesn't want the JL smoke because that's, I'm basically a smoke machine, okay? Like, whether it's warranted or not, my, my conversation tone, this might get back to why people don't like me, but my conversation and text tone really gets to the smoke almost always, um, or at least feels that way, even if I'm not actually doing that. But he, uh, he did recommend to me that I continue Barry. And I gave him props and credit for that because I really did enjoy season three of Barry immensely. And he knew it. He was right on target, like why I would like it and that I would I would like it if I resumed watching it. So he was dead on with that. So he made another recommendation to me and he made it to me slightly before the whole media got their whole panties in a bunch. They're non-gender conforming panties. So that's not a, an anti-feminist thing. It's not an anti-woman thing. That's the, I now say non-gender conforming panties in a bunch, okay? It's called being woke. It's called being an ally. Why don't you try it? But he recommended The Bear, which is, of course, one of Cookie's nickname. It's her, her middle name is Bear, Cookie Bear Covan. Sometimes you call her Cookie Bear. 
Sometimes we call her cooks. Sometimes we call her motherfucker, if she's being bad. And by we, I mean me. The righteous girlfriend would never call Cookie a motherfucker, but I will, okay? Because I don't, I don't believe in, 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 you know, when it comes to my dog, I am a sexy, slightly out of control Latina mom. And I will get loud. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. See, look at that. J-Lo. Boom. We are operating. I'm sorry if you're not following this. I'm just sometimes I'm operating on a higher level. Okay? I see the whole matrix. You guys are just listening to some earbuds. But he recommended the bear. And he did it early. He did it earlier, like like a couple of weeks before the whole fucking social media was like, the, is the bear the best show? Is the bear the bear? What bear captures? The bear captures. The bear is the show you must watch this season. Well, I'm five episodes in. And uh, a new a new segment, Righteous Girlfriend's Call of the Week or Call of the Month, because I think I said several episodes ago she has like one good joke a month or a year. <laughs> she wouldn't like that part, but she doesn't listen to the podcast. Why? Because she's close to me, and anybody close to me knows to reject everything I do. My biggest fans. And she said the, the lead chef reminds her of Sean Penn. And I thought, yes, chef. Thank you, chef. And I thought, that's a great call. That he's giving off, he's giving off Sean Penn vibes. And can we get? I never got my Alan Rickman Benedict Cumberbatch father son, like them as father son grifters or something or spies. I always wanted to see Alan Rickman and Benedict Cumberbatch play father son. You know, like one of those movies where it's like, uh, that that was my limited Alan Rickman. Um, where where like he's the aging spy. And his son is the up-and-coming spy. And then, of course, like 45 minutes into the movie, it turns out they're now on opposite ends of a battle. I always wanted to see that. I couldn't write that movie. I can't write some spycraft shit. But I always wanted to see those two. And then and Alan Rickman died very young. Uh, I mean, like, in his early 60s, I think. He was a skinny, dour dude. I thought he was going to live till he was, like, 95. But since we missed out on that, can we get a, whatever that dude's name is in The Bear, you know, the five foot five, he looks like a little jacked, little jack like a little wrestler like a five foot five wrestler cooking up shit in the beef can we get him and sean penn to play father son i think that was a i think that was a great it's not that he looks dead island but it, they, there's like a real sean penn vibe to him you know minus the charitable work in haiti and the like abuse of madonna but sean penn nobody with a better i don't know what the what the stats are what the advanced stats are for for dating rosters because you got like a pete davidson is going to be you know he gets a lot but there's not quality like he's getting a lot but he's getting like the kate beckinsales like he's getting like who don't get me wrong i would but i'm like in her age group and i like older women um i like some seasoning on my taco i'm just kidding guys that is wrong and i didn't mean it um but he get like he's got this wide array of like oh she's like in a show and she's young or she's the same like he gets this and people are obsessed with his roster but there's not there's not as much quality in his roster even if there is a lot of fame but Sean Penn I only know three women who fucked Sean Penn 1980s Madonna who called him the love of her life that's you know that's that is as iconic a sex symbol an entertainer in her moment as you can have. 80s Madonna was obsessed with Sean Penn. Then old, 
pained look on his face, serious two-time Oscar-winning actor, philanthropist, warrior, <laughs> Sean Penn, Scarlett Johansson, Charlize Theron. So you've got a, if not the most iconic female pop star of all time, a top two. I don't even know who I'd put ahead of her, to be honest. I know Janet Jackson, I know, but... but Whatever factors played into making Madonna this iconic figure, I, I, I can't you know say yes, her being white may have helped, of course, like differentiate her. Maybe Janet Jackson being overshadowed by the only clear bigger pop star in the decade than Madonna, which was Janet Jackson's brother. But, you know, pretty much the most iconic female pop star of my lifetime is Madonna. When you factor in time, fame... Uh, etc um, hits etc Charlie Theron Oscar winner insanely beautiful My fa- maybe my favorite commercial of all time is her flashing lights uh, Dior commercial I love it every time Saturday Night Live keeps playing it as an ad like throughout the it's like a 12 year old ad I think but it's just she's just uh, and by the way uh, worst person I've ever dated who was stingy with the compliments and uh, just not a great person said that she saw Charlize Theron in a uh, in a store one time. Now this is pro- this is like two thousand, you know, early two thousands. Charlize Theron, and she said she just stopped, and her jaw was open. She said it was looking it was like looking at an alien, and she didn't mean that in a bad way. She meant like somebody so striking and beautiful that it felt like they were not of this earth. And I said, if you can get this person to pay that kind of compliment, you are. An extraordinary beauty, which of course she is, and oh, and oh, and and in third place on Sean Penn's career roster, yeah, like a fling with Scarlett Johansson when she was in her twenties. So come on, there's no whatever the advanced stat is, war or per or whatever the fuck the sports geeks do to to talk about stats. His his cock above replacement or whatever the the the, the term would be, his car. Um, is off the charts, just in terms of pure quality, pure quality per puss. Q, the QPP for Sean Penn, quality per puss, is just off the charts. It's off. The, it's, 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 it's like Will Chamberlain level in terms of just like his stats are so above everybody else. Like a, like a Pete Davidson is going to have a lot of numbers and like occasionally see blips in the quality, but there's like the QP, the, the, the what was it? The QPP for, uh, for, for Pete Davidson is, is, is not even in the same area code as Sean Penn's QPP. So, yeah, the QPP, that's our new stat. Uh, I'm just kidding, guys. I know that's misogynistic, and um, I apologize. But aren't there women who bed great men? Wouldn't they have a, 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 a Q... A Q... Uh, what was it? Q, a QPD, Right? Who's got a high QPD out there? What women have um, have bagged like the 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 great the greats only the greats? See, they, they, women because men are lying pieces of shit. A woman can't have as sterling a QPD as a man can have a QPP because, like for you know, Elizabeth Taylor or or Marilyn Monroe. Look at Marilyn Monroe, right? She probably has that. I mean, but but it was like actually. Let's just be honest. But, but it was not, like, good because they were, like, being pieces of shit to her, which 
Catch-22, it like lowers their value. Like she had Joe DiMaggio, Arthur Miller, John F. Kennedy. Um, like you're talking the highest QPD ever, quality per dick. But they were also, some of them were like pieces of shit. Like John F. Kennedy, kind of a piece of shit. I mean, iconic, great, you know, had a nice looking son. Um, but like, you know, like kind of like a shitty person. Um, in many ways, in many ways, a good person used his office for good, but used his dick for evil. Um, so, so that would like, but he's still a president. He's still an iconic president. So I don't know if that would affect the QPD, but I think, um, I guess Marilyn Monroe would probably, I mean, Arthur Miller, like award-winning playwright. Like, so she was only getting the top tier of every program. Joe DiMaggio, one of the greatest Yankees of all time. So like, I guess... Marilyn Monroe has the highest QPD that I can think of. And then it would have to be, but, but I still think, you know, some of the quality of the men and the abuse she endured um, would lower, would, would ironically lower that, but it's still, she's got to have the highest. But, but we also don't know where they're like fat casting agents and like stepdads and that would lower. And I, I know, I know guys, a, an abusive step parent shouldn't factor into your QPD. And maybe we can talk about that with the rules committee because I agree. I agree on a moral level. Oh, well, your stepdad fucked you. Well, that wasn't my doing. So we, let's just say right now that's off the table. But like, you know, if she was like a waitress fucking like the, the line order cook and he turned out to be a piece of shit, that's going to lower your QPD. But we don't know about that. Just like we don't know who Sean Penn was fucking. So to be honest, QPD, official ruling, QPD and QPP can only be measured by the, 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 the pussy or, or dick that we know about. Okay, so that's we're setting that rule right now. And uh, but it's uh, but Sean Penn, I, I, I put Sean Penn and Marilyn Monroe as the statistic, the career leaders in QPD and QPP. And I think uh, if you disagree, uh, you can let me know. Oh, by the way, I had a suggestion uh, from a fan in Boston. So thank you for the suggestion. Um, I don't have like an official chat or email for the show, but what I do have is, and all of you listen on different platforms, but if you joined Podomatic, just an email and a password and then follow this show and then give it a like because it'll help boost its standings on Podomatic. But if you follow the show and then each week, starting this week, if you have a question, a comment, obviously people share on social media, but if you have a question, a comment that you'd like to treat as like show feedback, either a question for me or feedback on an episode, if you put it in the Podomatic, if you comment on this week's Podomatic episode, I'll review them and read them on the air the, the following week. So like a little feedback commentary section. So if that interests you, that's where to do it. Not on Twitter. Twitter, I appreciate the Twitter engagement, of course, but if you want it if you have a question for the show that you think would be helpful or a comment about the show that you'd like to be read on the show um, or answered on the show, join the Podomatic page. Just all it takes is literally it just takes an email and a password and then follow Righteous PK. And you can listen to it wherever you want to listen to it. But then comment, like the episode and comment uh, if you have a comment. And each week just like the episode because that will boost it in the Podomatic ratings. Um, and then if you're a Making Podcasts Great Again fan as well, you can do the same You can do the same for, for that show on Podomatic. So a little housekeeping tip. But um, I think that's it. Oh, and I haven't even talked about the bear. Wow. Wow. Tangent. Sean Penn. Look. So that these tangents are quite incredible. Um, but And I apologize if you're not enjoying them. But if you are enjoying them, you're fucking welcome. But um, the bear. 
So I have three episodes left. I'm going to finish it. Um, it's fine. I'm not as into it. Uh, like, I, I appreciate the first episode, like, the hectic nature. It's making me appreciate, like, kitchen work. But so far, I'm just like, ah, if it stays at this level, I'm not going to trash it. I'm not going to say it's, but I would probably not watch a season two unless something happens in the last three episodes that makes me go, oh, okay, okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I started, like I said, I started Yellow Jackets today. I'm, I'm, you know, a little less female empowerment, a little more female nudity might, would do the show some good. Just my opinion. Just my fucking opinion from one guy to another. I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I, I, the pilot was good enough. I'll, I'll keep going with Yellow Jackets. We'll see. Um, and then uh, and then I may ask the Patreon people if there's like a show you'd want me to do like recaps for, inspired by Rod and Karen of the Black Eye Tips. If like the new Lord of the Rings or the new uh, Game of Thrones series, if people would want to hear like uh, bonus recaps or, or interactive discussions about the shows if there's like a show in particular you think would make for a fun group sort of watching and if not totally fine as well i'm just throwing out ideas but that's it for this week guys um coming shows um morristown new jersey the mayo performing arts center august 19th 8 p.m uh, i'm hosting the show but i'm also doing a, a big chunk of time up front um so yeah come out to that i'm thrilled to be performing there and it's a nice payday and uh, it's an easy train ride for me. So it's a, it's a perfect gig. Perfect gig. So if you're a Jersey fan of mine, it's a Friday night. Morristown is, even though it's MAGA country, I think it is a beautiful town. There's no denying that. Might even go to Roots Steakhouse before, which is a steakhouse I have talked up in the past on social media in Morristown. And my brother took me there for my birthday this year for lunch. Um, then uh, nothing in September, but obviously... This month is huge because I think I'm very close to getting a contract and a final edit for Half Blackface. So whether that's this week or this, I believe, this month for sure, it might be as early as this week that I see that stuff. Um, so I'm hoping by, by before September that we are, we are, we are in sale, selling mode for Half Blackface. So that's obviously a long bitter uh depressing journey is coming to a conclusion and hopefully a very satisfying or at least a moderately satisfying conclusion so you know i'm hoping if nobody buys it that you'll be able to buy it and see it by september and hopefully somebody buys it and they'll have a quick plan for it because i think it is it is great even the second version i know how much i was disappointed by the first version understandably but even the second version is is great I was I was so surprised at how happy I was because I was so living in that moment of disappointment when I found out the first one was no good. But it's really good. I'm very proud of it. And um, you know, hopefully hopefully it's 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 very of the moment. There's a, there's just great it's it's great and I'm I'm very proud to have it represent me hopefully to a wider audience. Hopefully at least the people who don't know my stand up well. I hope that this I hope this reaches people in the stand-up fandom the way the Trump impression finally after years reached so many politically and com comedy-minded people. So after that, so nothing in September right now other than the U.S. Open. I'll be at the U.S. Open, not performing, just watching tennis. Um, York, Pennsylvania, all my central PA people, because I know that's close to Harrisburg. So um, that's a Friday. Chris Lambert, the aforementioned Chris Lambert. Um who I will, you know, 
I will just tell you that he recommended Barry to me. I will leave out breaking. I will leave out Better Call Saul from now on. In case I've been too rough on that point. But Chris Lamberth of Barry recommendation fame. Uh, he will be opening for me on that. So if you're if you're double the double the fun if you're sort of a black guy who tips universe cinematic universe fan, um, then uh, and then Ann Arbor. I know I told you I was going to Ann Arbor in September, and then immediately they as soon as I bought a ticket, they told me we want to move you to November. Now the good news is November travel was cheaper, lodging was cheaper, and the pay was more. So I said yes, sir. So finally, after all my complaints, um, I am headed back to Ann Arbor. Love that club. Love that city. Um, I've only been once, but I've been dying to get back because, you know, the club that headlined me, they, they headlined me before the Trump impression. And uh, I loved, I just loved walking around that town. I loved the places I ate. So very much looking forward. That is November 11th and 12th. Ticket link is not up yet, but the info is on my website for all those gigs. Um, so if you're a Detroit person, an Ann Arbor person, a Detroit area person, uh, please want to sell tickets to those badly. I've been, I've been dying to get back there. I'm going to start telling people once the ticket link is available, I'll start telling people, all the people on social media who are asking me throughout the last two years when I'd be in the Detroit area. So now it's finally happening and hopefully more gigs to come. And but the big, you know, I got the Patreon stuff, uh, so I hope you'll join. I hope you'll you'll give it a shot this month. Um, it's, it's not expensive, and there's a lot of good stuff. And it, maybe you'll just be like, "Oh, this is pretty good. This is worth it." I'm happy to to get some extra good extra JL stuff. Um, but obviously, the the big thing looming is is half blackface. So much, so much of my entertainment future, uh, sadly or or happily. Um, depends on, on what happens with that. So I remain cautiously optimistic while, of course, prepared for disappointment, but at least I know the product is going to be good. Whether or not it gets received and seen by all the people I want it to be seen by, that's a big if and a big long shot, but at least the product itself, really good. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I was, wow, I think this was a this was a strong one, folks, so I'll put it up early. How about that? So enjoy this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or whenever you listen to the Righteous Brick Podcast. I appreciate you being fans. I appreciate you being listeners. Um, I know I gave you a lot of homework, but most of it is free. So, uh, And while you're at it, if you're still listening, go to Apple Podcasts and give this a uh, five-star review. I'm still stuck at like 183, and I'm trying to get to 200, which is shame on my new fans because the old iteration of the Righteous Brick Podcast, which was just an unfamous JL, had like 202 reviews and ratings. This one's still stuck at 183. So what are you doing, folks? What are you doing? Help me help you. And I will see you next Tuesday. Black and black.